0: Welcome back to the podcast, Conversations with Jeff Bucknam. Jeff Bucknam is the lead pastor of Teaching and Vision at Harvest Bible Chapel in Chicago. I'm Tommy Kreitz. I'm not. I, you know what? I'm the captain now. Hi, I'm Wesley. Look at me, Tommy. Look at me. Tommy's not here. He
1: had a scheduling conflict. You know, Tommy is kind of that's 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 a thing for him. Lots of scheduling conflicts. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy. By the way, if you text him. Good luck getting that back for a while. No. You're not you won't see yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, it's good to see you, Wesley. It's
0: hello. Uh welcome back to your own show. Thanks. We should add conversations with Jeff Bucknum and Tommy Kreitz. Add it in, but then change it.
1: Yeah, we because should say conversations with Jeff Bucknum. Then little tiny letters with Tommy Kreitz. With Tommy Kreitz,
0: but then cross it out because he's not here. Yeah. I'm here. So anyways, I'm Wesley. And um we're gonna have a conversation. But before that we're going to talk about random things. We were already talking a lot before this and we should have I mean I think it was recorded. But
1: it it no probably one, is best for no us not probably to. Probably it was about a video game that yeah. Wesley and I are both playing at this present moment. It involves yes. aliens, space and building things, shooting things and all sorts of stuff. But the things you shoot are largely aliens. Are you on their marketing team? No. They, was they was should give good me good free <laughs> they should give me free stuff though. They should,
0: yeah, sponsored yeah. by Starfield, Microsoft, Starfield. Actually, Bethesda, but Microsoft
1: anyways. Um,
0: So, today, we talk about conspiracy theories often on this Yeah, have you ever been...
1: uh, You have never been sitting in that seat, though, when conspiracy conspiracy theories come up. I
0: don't know if the two that I have, or the two I enjoy, have been brought up. If they have, we could just find another. But, uh,
1: one, Stevie Wonder is not blind. Okay, so there's video of Stevie Wonder responding to things that he shouldn't know. Like I've seen him go downstairs (laughs) before where no one's leading him. And he just, just just starts going down the stairs. And I'm, yeah, I'm not Not sure. Like not, he wasn't like feeling for the, no, 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 no. He just went, he just went like he, he he climbed those stairs better than Joe Biden did. He, (laughs) he just, he goes right on down. Those are some of my favorite videos.
0: Unfortunately, just, not that it's because it's Joe Biden. It's just oh, funny. It's, it's, listen. And like it's, the bike one.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you feel for the guy, right? I mean, honestly, I, yeah, because he's he's an older gentleman too. But, I, you know, like every step he ha- he takes is somehow recorded and everyone's like, is, it, is he going to fall? Is he going to fall? Oh. Dang it. Is he going to, yeah. when he talks, everybody's like, oh, is he going to finish gonna the sentence? sentence? I
0: for sure could not do anything no. with America watching me. Oh, my goodness. I have a hard time. Like just getting the mail, because I think I know, and every I'm word you watched. say has to be
1: yes. just right.
0: Yes. Um. So he's Stevie Wonder. <laughs> it's not fine. <blind. laughs> Which
1: you know, back yep. to that. Um, so are you are you of the belief that Stevie uh, Wonder's not fine? Yeah.
0: Blind? There's a video. I've seen a lot of evidence. There's a video of they're at some big thing with all these stars. All the stars are in a line, and they're all you know together. Some sort of. I don't think it's We Are the World, but same kind yep. of thing. Maybe it's an award show. I don't know. And Paul McCartney runs past everybody. I don't know if he's going to get something or whatever. I don't know what the context. But he, like, knocks over a mic stand behind or maybe next to Stevie and, Wonder and out of his peripheral just, like, catches it. Wow. Like, he, his arm is behind him. Yeah, and that's it.
1: a little. See, that's, that's now, hard.
0: Maybe he heard it falling. But I did also hear Shaquille O'Neal was once in an elevator. And standing in the back. Stevie Wonder walks into the elevator, turns and goes, "What's up, Shaq?"
1: So, who knows? Maybe I he's got know. a maybe he's got his own musk. Ste- <laughs> yeah, maybe Steve maybe Harvey said
0: Steve Harvey said that he was doing a radio show and his guest was supposed to be Stevie Wonder and he just wouldn't he just wasn't there. He didn't yeah. show up. And he's like, "Where is this guy? They're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting." And then he hears this like horn, like a car horn yeah. on like outside on the street. And they go and look out the window and Stevie Wonder's driving Steve Harvey's new truck. So, <laughs> yeah. See, these are, these are. I quite... don't know. All right. So that's now, a good one. What's your, what's your other one? If it, now I'll say this. If it is true, I don't know what that
1: means. I don't know if it means I anything. Don't, uh, like, cause people, yeah. You know, part of their stage persona is a certain thing, right? Yeah. And so whatever. Now, Ray Charles is blind. No, I would. <laughs> he is. You don't know Ray Charles? No, I do know Ray oh, Charles. Oh. I I, I no, no. have he, no conjecture about his his. He is blind. impaired sight. Yeah. No, he is. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. You're, the, You're You look like no, you I'm might fa- be about seventy well, percent sure you, of that you were like I don't know about that, and I was like, I,
1: <laughs> Nah, he's got to be. No,
0: he is. All right. Um, number, number two. One. Birds aren't real.
1: Yeah, that's we've talked about that one before okay. and that's a little bit weird. I, I I don't
0: think it's actually true, but it's very funny.
1: No, it's yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Have you ever
0: seen a baby pigeon though? Yeah, totally. I, have you ever seen I, a baby I, pigeon? I have not. My brother <laughs> My brother has a t shirt that says birds aren't real and the back, like the full back, says birds aren't real. And there's this big illustration. And he wore it to like a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> and my, my grandfather was like, What is what does that mean? And he like I didn't see the conversation, but he was just telling me like I had to then explain to our <laughs> grandfather about the about how birds aren't aren't while real. While he's
1: eating his turkey,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah, the government spy drones, <laughs> man, <laughs> and the the light the light pole the light poles are there, yeah,
1: charging station, yeah.
0: So nice, it's uh, that's really something
1: yeah you know what though they're able to make with the government they're able to make little insect spy drones now yep like legitimately yep. uh and that's that's some of those are not classified, which makes you wonder what the classified ones are because you're then you then you're like, yeah, yeah, somebody's watching us all the time
0: there's some there's some weird stuff yeah the the guy under oath or whatever said the aliens were real in fact yeah. And then I remember seeing things that said like, the U.S. government says aliens are real. And then it says, we respond. We don't care. Yeah. Because <laughs> there, there wasn't go. an
1: uproar. No. Like there wasn't. Everyone was like, okay. Well, how many people around were like, first of all, we cared. But second, no, right. we're like, oh, yeah, all those, all the stories are fake. Yeah. What they actually are, though. You don't know. I actually read in uh, the other day a short article. I don't know if it's you know nowadays people make their a webs a weird website that they they're doing in their basement look like it's the New York Times. So Uh-oh. you never really know you if know. what you're reading is <laughs> but this guy w- was saying something about uh, about how the aliens that they they stopped a couple of government guys stood in, stood in the way of them investigating further some of the alien claims because they believed they were demons. Uh, whether that's true or
0: not, I don't know. That's strange. Well, that But was the- guys,
1: listen, I want you to know that the Conversations with Jeff Bucknam podcast is your source for misinformation. Yes. If you want to be misinformed, this is the place to come. Yes. Don't go to your government. <laughs> we can misinform you just as well as they can.
0: I think... I think that is one of the funniest, like to me, like that's my sense of humor is like fake facts presented as truth. Like, and I'll do it to people sometimes, like I'll just make something, but I'll just say it really believably. Like I'm trying to think of an example, like, oh, did you know, like red mahogany? I can't even, I was just going to try and come up with something. I can't, but like once in an elevator, I told somebody that gravity is less in an elevator as
1: you move, the gravity is less. And I like fully explained it and they're like,
0: really? Yeah.
1: No. The one, the one that I am particularly happy about, the little joke I like to play on people is when they, when someone will, they'll speak, you know, about something that's obviously true, and I'll be like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you don't believe that? Uh, no, no, I don't. What are you talking about? It's been proven for the last. Uh, has it though? Yeah. Like, where do you get your facts? Yeah. Well, it's in every newspaper. Right. Well, I think all those newspapers are owned by, some, you know. E equals MC squared. You're like, I, I don't know. Look, we can agree sure. to disagree. No, I, you can't agree no. to disagree with <laughs> yeah. the law of gravity. Right. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just waiting for there to be a little bit more evidence. You're kidding, right? Yeah.
0: No? I. <laughs> yes. I believe the term for that is gaslighting. It's great. Uh, it is fun though. There's an account on Instagram. It's one of my favorites. It's called Trump History. <laughs> and they use AI to make images of Donald Trump Doing. in history. Like one that's like <laughs> one that's like Donald Trump and a young Tom Brady. And yeah. He gives him his first football. But it like looks so real. Yeah, and they they post it like it's all real or like many people don't know uh uh <laughs> Donald Trump's uh influence in uh, the founding of America. And he's like signing the declaration. Yeah. Of Independence. <laughs> like there's no, like if there's just no politics. Ah, it's good just centire. like, man, it's I enjoy
1: good. that <laughs> fake facts. Like I said, this is your home for those fake facts. At least the first, the first part is, and then minutes. the rest of the stuff is actually real. Although actually new conspiracy.
0: All of the people we've interviewed are not real. No, they're all AI. They're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all, we they're should, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Have you seen... That's a conspiracy. The, the video of the girl on the plane, and she points to the guy yeah, in the back. He's not real. He's not real. And then she, like, disappeared or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Another con- I don't...
1: <laughs> Wesley, we could do this all day we with a really conspiracy. Could. But we have
0: a guest. Jenny's here today. Jenny Donahue. Jenny. You really just ripped all the drama out of that one. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll... We'll just... We'll go with it. So, anyways, Jenny's here. Jenny is... Um, she leads worship it's, at our church. That's it, huh? That's that's it. Her claim to fame. Her claim. Well, what is her not. claim to
1: fame? Just so you know, just before we do this, yeah. what is Jenny's me, claim to fame? If everybody, think, somebody came to Harvest and you were trying yeah. to re- refer to Jenny, what would you say? Because I know what I'd say. I'd probably say, Jenny is that one. She used to have that TV
0: show in Australia about the crocodiles.
1: No. Oh, sorry. That's she's Steve. the one that's whose Irland. fingernails go forever. Is that it? Yeah, she's got big old fingernails. Oh. Yeah, and they're all glitzed up. I was going to say, hopefully
0: that's the case. And yeah. it's not like the, you know, the Guinness Book guys and that just yeah. looks horrible. So
1: listen, we're going to get in. I'll, I'll get into the origins of the fingernails and the yeah. what's and why's and wherefores. I'll say. So we're going to
0: have a conversation. We being Jeff and um, with Jenny and um, because we believe that everyone has a story. So we're going to get into that right now. Let's go. Take that, Tommy.
1: Jenny Donahue. Here I sit, across the table from you. How are you?
2: Good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah? it's exciting.
1: Is it? You're very. <laughs> let's just get the important things out of the way first. Uh, you, you do have the large longest nails of anybody. So where do they? Why?
2: You know what? I think they started.
1: Let's, all, let's hold those babies up for a second. Holy smokes! Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So I think it all started. You know, in college, and I started. They were much shorter then. And I think over time, they just kept growing. And now to me, like, I don't notice how long they are, but everyone else does.
1: <laughs> Is it be, Okay, so, but why did they keep growing? What was, the, what was the draw to the growth?
2: I don't know. I just was like, you know what? Let's try a little longer this time. Just, just a little longer this time. And then now, you know, who knows what it'll be like in like 10 years. So
1: do you have <laughs> the ability to type on a com- keyboard?
2: Oh, yeah, I do every single day. It's, it's loud and you get the the clickety-clickety-clickety-click.
1: Seriously, you type yes. with the nails?
2: Yes, but our office actually has like white noise, so you actually can't really hear it that much. But if you didn't, it's very loud.
1: Wow. <laughs> yes. What do you do? What is your job?
2: Um, so I work in a investment firm, mm-hmm. and um, so finance. Um, we oversee all of our portfolio managers that actually like invest money. Yeah, And basically like we oversee them from like a risk perspective, make sure they're not doing anything too crazy in the funds.
1: Oh, okay. So you're like the, <laughs> you're like the safety safety break for yes. those guys.
2: Yes. And you know, I don't know how many of them actually appreciate us, but um, we're kind of watching for like trade errors and things like that. And then we report to like the board on yeah. their performance and stuff like that. I imagine so, the Congress fun, fun. of the
1: United States of America <laughs> does not have one of you Yeah, because they, they just invest in whatever.
2: Yes, that's actually true. It's ridiculous. Right. Yes. I'm sorry.
1: I just, whatever.
2: Yes, yeah. it's true. So
1: I read yesterday, actually, that they're, they're, uh, all th- there's a, been a habit among a lot of uh, p- Congress people and senators and all that, that they are investing a lot in defense contractors recently, which is leading everyone to think, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're thinking war and, you know, so that... That's, listen, for all you out there, that's my little tidbit of information. <laughs> One more piece of this misinformation for you to, for you to act on.
2: It's amazing. It's amazing.
1: Um, Where are you from? What's, what's the, what's the home?
2: Yeah. I mean, so my extended family is all in El Paso, Texas. So like. Wait,
1: what? Border city. My brother, my nephew lives in El Paso, Te- really? Texas. Really? Yeah. He's that's a, crazy. he's a, a pastor down there. Really? Yes. Okay. So wow. El Paso, do they still live there?
2: Yeah, like all my extended family is there. Like we moved away like a long time ago. I was like eight, I think, when we left. Um, but like we go visit for Christmas like all the time.
1: So, so. You, a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't know, especially here in the northern part of the United States. They would not know what a what a southern border town is like in El Paso. Right? Is because yes. in Juarez, right across. Yes, the, yeah. it is. So like yes. it, it's like legit border town, and s- almost so much so that it. It's hard to distinguish sometimes between the Oh yeah. US and Mexico there.
2: There's a there's a highway that goes through where like at one point you're literally on on one half of it you're looking at Mexico and then the other half you're looking at the US and yeah. it's like UTEP. Um, University of Texas at El Paso is like is, is right right there so actually it has like an amazing stadium um, if you've ever been I don't know if you've ever been no but you I've wanted to go, go to El Paso
1: I have actually to like the Sun Bowl
2: there. like around yeah, like no, yeah. Christmas and all that the
1: Washington Huskies have played in the Sun Bowl That's my team okay nice
2: yeah Yeah. so the stadium's actually like built into like the side of a mountain so it just like looks cool and then i know like my cell phone service sometimes like wander into mexico and then like (laughs) i'm like i hope i'm not getting charged for this (laughs) right but uh but yeah no it's it's a really cool a really cool town and they've built it up so much like since we left i think i was like i said like eight when i when we left but we go back like every other year now at this point
1: okay so uh because you are have some insider information are is El Paso, there must be quite a lot of people there now because of the some of the border challenges and stuff. Are there a lot of people there or is it, is it not quite as, it, I mean, it's what we're hearing on the radio, totally. TV, a little bit overblown. I, I don't know.
2: I think it was way overblown just because we were, we were just there this past Christmas and, and like it was around the time like you'd see like pictures of yeah, just yeah. like tons and tons of people everywhere, like in the airports, like, you yeah. know, just all over the place. And we went and I'm like, I could not tell the difference between like any other year. Yeah. But apparently they like travel at night yeah. and they would be more in like the downtown area, which we didn't go to as much. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I, did, I really I'm couldn't I'm sure tell it's probably other, and
1: there are certain places that are particularly bad, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah El Paso is not uh, necessarily one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it is. And we did, you just didn't see it. Um, yeah. So what kind know. of, again, is it misinformation. Nephew? Yeah, he's a pastor there. there. Nice. Yeah, he's been yeah. there for a long time. He actually used to work with students at University of Texas El Paso. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is great. Now, That's when funny. you say your family's there, what 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 are we talking about? Who 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 are we talking
2: so, about? Oh, I mean like grandma, aunts, uncles, like I mean some have moved away as well, but like a good amount of them are still there on both my mom's and my dad's side. Yeah, so like when we go back, it's like these like big hoopla get together. you know. Do
1: you have sisters and brothers?
2: I don't. Only child. You
1: are an only child. That explains a lot. Oh no! Lot, (laughs) right? You get what you you want.
2: That's not good. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. Just everything I want. So
1: yeah, you grew up. uh, What was that like? That's not a lot of only children. Yeah. Your age, especially because you're twenty. I like that. Yes. (laughs) 30, in 20, 30,
2: uh, 35. So yeah,
1: you could be president of the United States. Congratulations. Yes.
2: Yes. That's what I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) do soon. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, only child, but like we grew up, I was like moving a lot. We moved like every, I would say four to five years growing up. So, I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to have some brothers, sisters, but you know, it's just me. So, um, but yeah, uh, we went from El Paso to Dallas to here, and actually I was born in Colorado, so yeah, we, we went around. Okay,
1: born in, where in Colorado were you born?
2: Colorado Springs.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why were you there? Did you, is your family like military or is it? No,
2: but I get that question a lot. Like my dad, he was always kind of just like climbing the corporate ladder, like trying new positions, new jobs, and so we okay. just kind of like kept, kept on moving. Okay. And then when we got here, I was in junior high, and then- I think it was around college when he moved to San Francisco. So then we were here, and I'm like, I have a choice at this point. Like, I don't want to move anymore. So I'm so good. Chicago yeah. was
1: it? So Chicago's kind of. Yeah. I mean, that it's your home. You've lived half your most half your life then.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I would say like I'm like the most formative years of my life were here. So okay. and and I'm like I'm I did the moving thing. Like I'm good with just staying put. Like yeah. now well, at this you
1: point. So much when you were a kid. Right. Absolutely. Right. So what years were you in Dallas, Texas? Because I lived in Dallas, Texas, and your age, anyway, go for it.
2: Let's see what years. I think it might have been like, let's see, 95 to like 2000 ish. We
1: were in Dallas at the same time. Seriously? I lived in Dallas. From 1996. Okay. To 2000.
2: Okay. Or awesome. 99. And like what area of Dallas? I
1: lived uh, just out, Dallas Seminary is just outside oh, the right, downtown right. area of Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and it, there's an area called uh, City Place, City Park. I can't remember. It's like if you look at the downtown skyline and then there's this one lone building that's a little ways away, that's City Place. And nice. we lived right near there. Cool. Yeah. Where did you live?
2: So we were like Frisco, Plano area, Yeah, yeah. but at the time it like wasn't so built my, up though. My so
1: wife uh, taught in Richardson, which oh, is nice. just south yeah. of Plano. That's cool. Back in those days, Plano yeah. was the snooty place. So for all of you who are wondering, Jenny, Jenny comes from snooty. some <laughs> snootiness. <laughs>
2: <That's crazy. laughs> well, and then I went back to Dallas Baptist University. So not Dallas Seminary, but yeah. Dallas Baptist University. I went there for two years and then I transferred up to Wheaton oh, okay. uh, College. So I finished up there, but. Okay. But yeah, so I went back for a couple of years.
1: So when you're a, a uh, an only child, is your family a Christian family? Not a Christian family? Do you, yeah.
2: Yeah, so we grew up Catholic, actually. So Catholic, yeah, until I was. Did you go
1: to Mass all the time?
2: Oh, yeah, every every week. Like really like,
1: committed Catholic family. Though.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, it was like church every week, and there's really no questions asked unless you're like dying. <laughs> like yeah. You are going to church this week.
1: What, what so. are your uh, memories of church, a Catholic church when you were a kid?
2: Yeah, I remember a lot of like sit down, stand up, yeah. say this, say that, okay. but like yeah. not really understanding what I was saying or why I was doing all of that. Yeah, um, and I used to go I, with yeah. my friends to
1: their Catholic church every okay. once in a while. You know, yeah. you go stay overnight at their house and yeah. stuff. And my family was not. Yeah, I mean, we we went to a, went to church, but not very very pretty non committed. So, uh, yeah, we I remember going to the Catholic one and thinking I don't think I could do this because there everyone was standing up. And then I tried, it, and then I'd be like, oh, I'm late. And then I stand up and they'd have already sat down. <laughs> yeah. And then they got the kneeling thing yes. in front of you. Yes. And I'm like, what's this for? And and they're like, well, you just kneel and stuff. But I've had my feet on it all the time. And my friend kept hitting me. You're not
2: supposed to put your feet on it. Yes, totally.
1: Anyway, it was very hard. And then people start re- saying things that I don't. Anyway, yes. it was very difficult or to like follow. Or like
2: the incense. Were you over there when they would like? Do yeah, the they come and they throw it did not stuff. Smell good. It's <laughs> the worst. Uh,
1: it's it's hard when you oh don't understand gosh. the different stuff and you're just a kid. You, yeah, well, really I
2: felt like it was never really explained either. Like it was kind of like this is what we do I and we do it every week, but like what are you doing and why? Yeah. No idea. Your parents never told you. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know if, if they really totally understood either, honestly. It's just what you did. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of what we did. Um, And yeah, like my extended family too, like it was just, it was just what everyone did. So yeah, mm-hmm. and I it's like I always knew there was a God, like from the time I was little. But it wasn't until like we moved here and then somebody actually like preached the gospel that I actually like understood mm-hmm. like who the Lord was and like my relationship to him. But I'm like yeah, if somebody had just told me sooner, I definitely would have like jumped on it, you know?
1: So like when, okay, you move, what, how, did how did that happen? Why did you move to Chicago? Uh, at what yes. point did you start going to a church that's different? Did you have, was there a period of time where you took a break and not, didn't go to church? So a lot of Catholic kids that tends to be in a, you know, something that happens to go to college. They don't go very yeah.
2: often. No. So, um, yeah, so we moved here in junior high and, um, like, yeah, we, I mean, we were going like every week, but the thing that was really like the trigger that, that kind of changed everything. So like my parents were going through a divorce and, you know, being an only child, of course, that's like hard. Um, and, um, my mom had How always, old were you? um, I was, so I, that was sophomore in high school. Oh my word. Yeah. So that's like, you know, that's just like a critical time in oh, life.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's like one of the most formative <laughs> moments, right? Yes, Especially yes. as a young woman, you're thinking, yeah. you know, you're trying to, your identity's trying to get sorted. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so
1: was that a shock? I'm obviously, a obviously shocked to you.
2: Yeah, I think it was. I think it had been like years kind of coming, like there had been things happening over the years. And it was kind of one of those where it's just like, okay, but things would get better. And then it got bad again. And then mm-hmm. it would get better. Until yeah, it was just like, one day I and I know my mom struggled with it for years um leading up to that but finally there was like one one day where they had like a huge fight and my mom like disappeared and we like went everywhere looking for her. we're like driving down the street like we just had no idea where she went and at the time she actually went to it was a saturday night so she actually came to harvest wow um and this was 2000 it would have been 2002 2003 um but so she actually like came to harvest i guess she had heard like the former pastor, like his, um, uh, ministry on the yeah, radio. Yeah, radio ministry. yeah. And so, um, I guess she had always wanted to come, but my dad was kind of like, no work, we're, we're Catholic. You're not going anywhere. But I think because they had that huge, like blowout argument, she was like, okay, like, I'm just going to go where I want to go now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think she just needed it at the time. And, um, so yeah, she, she came to harvest like, and she came back and we we're like, where did you go? Um, She's and, like church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she was like, do you want to come with me next week? And at the time I was like, okay, like I just didn't, I yeah. didn't know. I didn't really care that much. Honestly, I was just like, sure. Yeah, I'll go with you. Um, and then, yeah, I went with her the next week and I was like, I felt like. When oh, I very w-
1: different. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. And I was
2: like, I loved it from like the second I walked in because I was like, you know, you get teaching from the word and you're like, I always wanted to understand what God was like and what he thought about things. And you love music too.
1: (laughs) Yes. And then the worship was so
2: powerful. The worship was so powerful. Like you see people like actually like, you know, lifting their hands to the Lord and you can tell they've got something going on with God. And you're Mm -hmm. like, what's that? Like, I want that. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then I would say probably like three months into that, I like gave my life to Christ. Like,
1: wow.
2: Yeah. Altar call style. And so in the midst
1: of your parents, you know, divorce, you yeah. you gave your life to Christ.
2: Yes. Yes. And I, that was one of the things like my mom told me later, she was like, I wanted you to come with me to church. Cause she's like, I knew you were going to need something to help you get through this. And, yeah. and it's true. I, that, that is what I needed. Like the Lord, um, he just provided so much in that time. Like, a small group, you know, and I, at the time, like we had moved so much and like, I was kind of at the place where I'm like, I don't make friends because you get hurt, you know? Yeah. Um, and nobody ever taught me like, no, you don't need to think like that. It was kind of just like, that's just what I did to cope, you know? Um, but then you're going through hard stuff and you're like starting to get involved with people at church and just like, you know, they're there for you and they're praying for you and encouraging each other, you know? So you're
1: a sophomore in high school? Yeah. So, uh, Did you get involved in the youth ministry? Yes,
2: I did. The high school ministry. Yeah. Back then. And, you know, did the camp thing, like all those fun things. And it was just like a whole, obviously new world, you know, opened to me. Cause I'm just like, I just had no idea. And I was, I was very, like, I would say a joyless person back then. (laughs) I mean, you're young, right? How much do you know? But like. Really, but at that point, yeah, I would say i like I was just not a joyful person. Like I was
1: okay. So everybody, Denny, I've known, I've, I guess I've known you for a year or two now, yeah, and don't haven't seen you all that much, but every time I've seen you, the word joy would be one of the first that I would use to describe you.
2: Yeah, and that's the Lord. I feel like because yeah, like I just feel like when I was younger, I was like I struggled just with depression. Like I just never felt joy, um, mm-hmm. and that was actually like the sermons that were preached. Like when I first came to Harvest, it was a series called like it was in Philippians and it was called, I choose joy yeah. series. I think others might remember that. Yeah. Um, she just looked over her shoulder yeah. <laughs> to Sherry. Who's, yeah. Sherry remembers. Um, but yeah, so the series I choose joy and I was like, Oh, like joy can be found like in the Lord. Like, yeah. okay. Like I want that. Um, and so yeah, there was an altar call in the midst of that at some point and I just went forward and I was by myself actually cause my dad dropped me off, which is funny that he finally got on board with like, bringing me to church because he was like so against it at that time and now he actually knows the Lord which is like a yes. whole nother yeah. yeah thing but um he actually like dropped me off and so like I was just there by myself and I was just like just gave my life to Christ as a high schooler and I tried to like explain it on my way home and he was like I just don't understand why you can't you know you can find God in the Catholic church and stuff yeah. but he didn't get it at the time but he does now so wow.
1: that's <laughs> yeah. a great story yeah that's fantastic but you yeah. got you kind of got right and right involved then, I mean, camp yeah. and youth group and yeah. all, the, all of that sort of stuff. Did you, what high school did you attend?
2: Buffalo Grove High School. Buffalo yeah. Grove. Did you
1: know that before we came here, there's a, there's a website called niche.com. Niche.com is like they do reviews of cities and like different, like what's the best place to live or yeah. where are the best yeah. parks or that kind of stuff in the community. And uh, so before we came here, I was like, I, I don't know, where are you supposed to live? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in yeah. In Chicago. Because there's place? six, well, yeah. there's six campuses at Harvest. I was like, I don't know where you're totally. supposed to live. Yeah. And so I, I looked at niche.com and they were, I said, well, what are the best, what are the best suburbs in Chicago? You know what number one is? According Buffalo to Grove? them, Buffalo <laughs> <Yes>. Grove. <laughs>
2: They have good schools, apparently, because that's the research my dad did when we moved here. Which (laughs) is
1: remarkable, because every time I've said that to people, oh, I was in Buffalo Grove once, riding with someone like a week after we got here. I was like, oh, this is Buffalo Grove. This is like the best suburb of Chicago, and they're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's supposed to be the best suburb, and they're like, no, Naperville.
2: (laughs) I've heard that too, though. Naperville is a nice place, good restaurants, and Buffalo Grove doesn't have the restaurants, I don't think.
1: Yeah, well, I agree. They got some really cool parks, so...
2: Yes. Yes. True. Anyway, but
1: you went to Buffalo Grove High yeah, School. Yeah. that's very near here.
2: Yeah, it's not too far. So
1: it's not. Yeah. You're not just from Chicagoland. You're from Northwest Chicago. That's yeah. your home. So you, do you still live in Buffalo Grove?
2: No, we're in Schaumburg. So oh, me and my husband move. live in Schaumburg. Yeah, we really moved far. But <laughs> <Big>. <laughs> yeah, I know for me, I'm like, I don't want to move anywhere. So you know, ten miles is it's yeah, fine. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I bet. So you went to college, you said that you went to Dallas Baptist. Yeah, yeah. What year did you graduate in high school?
2: Um, High school, I think uh, 2005 and then 2011. What color was your prom dress? Yellow. What
1: was the name of your prom date?
2: I think I went with a group of friends.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) I did that thing. Okay, good.
1: Yeah. That's great.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, no boys in the picture in high school?
2: No, not really, I feel like. Um, and then my parents were pretty like strict yeah. with me actually. You know, That's that good Catholic yep. family. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like when it was like when I went off to college, you know, and then I got away from the family, you know, Why that DBU? Too. Why
1: Dallas Baptist?
2: Um, you know what? I looked at like and at the time I was such a new believer. I honestly didn't know like what the good like Christian schools were at the time. Um and so I somebody gave me like a book of like christian schools and different like ratings and things like that and i think i visited like four at the time which um, ones trinity
1: yeah here in i Chicago. went to
2: cedarville um cedarville's
1: a dump <laughs> yeah. just kidding yeah, i said that <laughs> because there's a board member for cedarville in the room and i just wanted uh, to get gotcha, a rise gotcha, out of it
2: gotcha well i do remember going and it's actually in ohio the, yes which is, is a dump <laughs>
1: just kidding
2: but I feel like the reason I didn't go though was because it was kind of in the middle of like nowhere and there was like one ice cream shop that I remember and that was like, <laughs> it. like and I'm like, I can't live like this. I'm like, not going to get not one for four ice years.
1: cream <laughs> shop. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then so Dallas Baptist and then um, Wheaton College, I think I visited too. Yeah. So, and then I ended up, yeah, in Dallas, it was like, because I had been there, I was familiar with the area kind of, you yeah. know, at least it was somewhat familiar. And I had family living there too. Okay. So that So Was, was that
1: the biggest draw or did you go to the campus and feel like, no, this is, this is my, this is my jam.
2: Yeah, I think so. And I, I had kind of like nixed out like Trinity and um, Cedarville at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think Trinity might've been because I was going to be a philosophy major at the time. And I talked to their philosophy professor and I was just like, but I was also like, it was. I wasn't getting a Christian-y vibe from the guy. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. So anyways, I, I kind of nixed those two. And I actually did apply to Wheaton, but I was on the waiting list. Okay. So then I went to um, DBO. So that was kind of like. But
1: what's only what's two on? years.
2: But only two years. Why? Yeah. Well, so my mom was back here. Um, and she was kind of still going through stuff from like the divorce and everything. Like, I mean, it was over, but you know, she's by herself here. Um, so I kind of wanted to come back here and just like be with her and just like make sure she was okay. Um, and then I also wanted just to be more challenged, like academically too. Um, oh, so yeah, I was like, I was actually doing school
1: down there, Well, huh? no,
2: I was just doing really well there, but actually when I transferred to Wheaton, I really struggled. So <laughs> don't make it sound like, like that. <laughs> But yeah, so, so then I switched from, so I did philosophy was my major at first, and then I switched from philosophy to Bible theology.
1: So why did you want to do philosophy? You know That's what? An interesting who really
2: thing? knows? I honestly don't know.
1: <laughs> Very few people yeah. who I know go into college and are like, I'm going to be a philosophy yeah. major.
2: I think what it is, I enjoy learning. And so I always just want to learn. And that was an area that just seemed so unfamiliar. And I was like, I just want to learn. So I kind of just did that. It's just a not a great grid. To right, like I want you to tell everybody what, to what, for life.
1: what modus ponens is. Go.
2: Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't finish that major though. So. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: It's okay. Yeah. It's then, if A equals B and B equals uh, C is A equals and C. And I did not do anyway, my logic class. Either. I think it is, by the way. It, that might be modus something else, but I think it's modus ponens. Uh, I, I, don't, I'm a hack philosophy yeah. yeah yeah that's the only way to be though yeah is to be a philosophical hack because when you're wrong then the the true philosophers say well it doesn't make sense because of this you can just say i ah, dude i'm a hack yeah right i don't know, <laughs> I
2: don't know what to do. yes
1: um but you became a bible and theology major
2: mm-hmm. yeah why yeah. what did you
1: want to do did you want to do something with it or are you like no this is just i'm just really interested in this
2: yeah i think like you know i had given my life to the lord but also i felt like I didn't really understand a lot about the Bible at the time, you know, like people, a lot of people grow up with like the Bible stories and everything. I felt so behind, like just Mm. in life with all the people I was going to school with. Um, and I wanted to do ministry really, like that was really where my heart was at. Mm. Um, and so I switched to Bible theology so I could kind of like start going down that road. Um, what was your
1: favorite class in Bible theology?
2: systematic theology oh yeah no joke yes because now i'm taking your systematic theology
1: class (laughs) you should be teaching it oh people like me don't yeah
2: but i had an amazing professor and that was actually at wheaton um and he was a doctor and i can't remember his name right now but he was a doctorate level um professor but he was for whatever reason like teaching us like undergrads and it was like but then the next year he didn't like he went straight just like doctoral candidates and no undergrads so
1: so the, I, I, I knew a guy who went was at Dallas who and came to, to Wheaton, and I can't remember his name, Steve. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. i yeah. I wonder if it's a second, because he, he did a lot of the doctoral program. There. Okay, so, nice. But I might be yeah. outdated. Yeah,
2: um, I enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Graduated in, you did graduate? In 20... 20- if, if you didn't graduate, <laughs> and fine, too. I just too. failed
2: out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well. uh, 2011. Yeah. Okay. So a while ago, yeah. And your
1: plan was, upon graduation by the way boys still no
2: at that point yeah yeah i think actually i was engaged at the time oh yeah yeah that's right i was engaged at the time um someone else Whoa. not ryan yeah yeah so that all right all wait ended. wait wait wait
1: wait 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 wait.
2: i think also why i struggled at wheaton like i was just
1: Where, did you meet occupied. <laughs> did you meet this was a guy at wheaton
2: This was he actually was from DBU and then he actually came up to Wheaton. I forgot about all these details, um, but he actually came up to Wheaton to do the graduate program and then so it kind of like all worked out. Like, I don't remember, like, all how did it work
1: out or was he kind of following? I guess it actually didn't work out, (laughs) yeah, because
2: I didn't marry him, but um, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of how it was. I was like, I decided to kind of come back here, I wanted to like be with my mom and just like more challenged and then um he was looking for uh programs and then i think ended up at wheaton what did you want to do so he wanted to do ministry i think okay as well. so, so you wanted to, to do ministry that, and he
1: wanted to do ministry and you guys where did you do you got engaged when
2: we got engaged um so that would have been while i was still at wheaton i don't remember like the exact like, time frame or whatever right but yeah so were you like i'm um, just
1: interested and when you, at that time you were you were like no this is going to be you know what happened
2: actually? So yeah, so what happened was like, he actually was like a very, like he could talk theology and he could talk about like famous, like figures from mm-hmm. like, you know, Christianity. But what I noticed at one point was like, I would get really excited about like, oh, what I'm learning with the Lord and I want to share it with you, mm-hmm. you know? And then I would try to like share it, but like it was kind of like just like dead on the other side. Yeah. And um and obviously you can can't really speak to like, I understand that. Not, I, pr- I preach like, a lot. Swift. the way I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: <laughs> pretty much every week.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like I, I like trying to share that with somebody, you know, and it just wasn't kind of yeah. working. So it was a really hard. Yeah, yeah. It was a really hard breakup, obviously, because we were engaged, you know. Did but you guys have a date? Um, we, I think we were had like a general time frame, but we, I think we were engaged for like a year and a half or something. Oh, like wow. it was just like you'd already really been long, engaged for that long. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah. So then. I was just like, this isn't going to work out. And it was so very you, painful, obviously. I, was I think say, you, in,
1: you yeah. initiated that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. So that's hard. But I feel like, yeah, the Lord reveals so much of himself in those times, you know, and just teaches you so much about how to rely on him, you know, and, right. and all of that. But yeah. not easy still. No, yeah. not
1: easy. So what was the time frame between the time that you were engaged, broke it off, and the time you met your husband?
2: So that was probably um, so it would have been two years, okay. Um, maybe like two and a half years, something like that. But um, we met here, actually, the young adult ministry. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the Connect How Ministry at the him? time. <laughs> so the Connect Ministry, he just like showed up one day because he moved from Indiana. Um, so he's from like the Maryville Crown Point area. And so he just like showed up one day and he was, I could, he was you talking sure to a bunch not of an angel or something? Yeah, Maybe yeah. Maybe he just. <laughs> Entertaining angels unawares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, yeah, he just like showed up one day and was hanging out with my friends. And we eventually kind of got to know each other that way. But yeah. 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 And so now and actually. He asked you out on
1: a date. Did he ask you out on a date or just sort of like you guys were hanging out one day and.
2: Actually what happened If you want more details, I do.
1: (laughs) Listen, it's not me who wants the details. It's the people. It's it's, the public uh, who wants to know. The
2: people are asking. No. Um, so yeah, so he, it was funny because like, so he showed up on the scene and like kind of, he was that guy that like all the girls were talking to. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay away from that. That seems like heartbreak right, right there. (laughs) So it's like, I'll stay away from that. But then like a couple months later, so I had kind of started to get to know him just very little like through my friends. Um, But then, so I went to El Paso uh, for Christmas. And so he called me while I was there. And I think he called me, it must've been like, I don't even know what time it was, but we talked all night on the phone, like literally all night. And so much so like my dad came in in the morning, he's like, are you still awake? And are you on the phone? He's like, you need to hang up right now. And I was like, I gotta go, it's my dad. so but yeah so we just talked like forever and then that was kind of that was kind of it and then oh, that's lovely yeah then i came back and um back to chicago and how, how long did you date him
1: before he asked you to marry him or did he ask you or did you ask him or no no
2: to- he asked yeah two and a half years or so and then we got married in two months all right yes, <laughs> yes. Good move. yeah move yeah
1: well when it's time to go it's time to go
2: yeah exactly exactly
1: where did you get married
2: So we got married in Marco Island, Florida.
1: Oh my goodness. So it was a destination wedding. It
2: was. Yeah. It was super fun. We're actually going back there for our 10 year next month. I'm super excited. 10 years. That's fantastic. Kind of crazy.
1: I have 30 years this year. Wow. So yes. And it
2: flies, right? Like you're just like, how did this happen?
1: It does. (laughs) It does. But you know, it's funny when, when you're married for 30 years, uh, there are things about your spouse. How do I say that? I, I always loved Jeannie and but you see your spouse's character throughout the different stages of their life and you fall in love over and over again with Mm. that person in that stage. True. So you didn't, I didn't know my wife as a mother, but then I, you know, as a mother of young children and how, you know, tireless she was. And then, you know, the caring that she she did with the kids in junior high and crazy stuff yeah you know in high school now that kids some of the kids most of the kids well two of my kids are out of school and yeah you just it's it's pretty great it's pretty great yeah, yeah. so you have that to look forward to yes um what's been the biggest highlight in the 10 years that you've been married
2: i would say for us like the second half has been so much sweeter. Like we actually had a pretty like rough, like first five years. Um, so much so to like, I, I think I told us that like, we had like a, there was like a marriage class here and we gave our testimony a little bit, but, um, so much so where like we couldn't even be in the same room without like just getting into a humongous argument. Wow. Yeah. And so Why? it was. We were kind of like finances has always kind of been our thing. Like, yeah. Ryan's like super saver, super responsible, yeah. and I'm like the total opposite. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, let's live our lives now. Do you know how
1: many people though I've spent, <laughs> I've I, I've spent time with who are that is one of their major issues. Yeah. And one of the two yeah. things that happen when it, with a lot of the people, young people that I've I've spent time with into like marital counseling, it's it's either. Money or family Mm -hmm. and by family. I mean like Like
2: parents like yeah, 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 in in
1: in, you know, how do I get along with my in-laws or where do we go for Christmas and Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to come, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's so there's this sort of awkward, you know pitting families against these yes. weirdness and yeah, stuff, but totally. finances. And I never knew that when I got married, yes. nobody ever told me, Oh, finance is going to be a big deal, but it right. is It's huge.
2: Right. And especially when you're like on total, like opposite right. sides of the spectrum. And I say like at this point where we've moved like a little bit, more towards each other, yeah. but we're still kind of like, yeah. still, still far. If apart I sat enough.
1: with him, he'd probably <coughs> say he, he moved completely toward you. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I but said you it because my wife is the, my wife is you and <laughs> oh, I'm right here. That's yeah. hilarious. No, but in the end you but, do learn that. yeah.
2: Yeah. And we went through, I mean, so kind of like at one point just, we ended up doing like soul care and like we went through hope groups and stuff yeah. and that was kind of like the turning point for us. Um, what would, what, Pastor Dave actually did our, our soul care oh, and cool. yeah, that was such a, was sweet,
1: there a particular time. thing that switched in your head or was it more of a, just over time it didn't seem quite as big a deal as it yeah, was? I think,
2: I think you get to the place where you're kind of just, you're broken about things. Um, and you just have to do something different, yeah. you know, like you're just like, this is not working the way it is. Like, so you're just broken about it, you know, and you're like, and you get to the point where you're just like, Lord. Like what do you want? Like I'm done with like what I want, but I want to know what you want, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you both kinda of have to like come to that place. Like yeah. I know, you know, married couple couples just in general will struggle with like one person coming to that place and not. But um I think we both got to that place where we we're just like, like if we want to make it, like we have to like just submit to the Lord. Like yeah. And what he wants for us um and, and it's been
1: easy sailing since
2: super easy since <laughs> it was all soul care no, no and honestly that was like because i remember pastor Dave saying like okay now you guys have to get the laps on the track like we've taught you like kind of like the theory you guys have like made heart changes and stuff but now it's kind of like okay putting it into practice yeah. and like living it out um and so yeah so i mean it, it's like still a thing that we have to keep coming back to but sure. i think we keep coming back to that place where we're just like okay like we got to that place where we're just like, we're upset at each other again. Like, let's ask the Lord for his input. Like, yeah. what do we need to change? And so it's been like a different, just a different thing ever since oh, that's really great But like, hear. so I'd say the second half of our marriage has just been a lot sweeter and yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So the, I'm assuming the hardest part then was, was the financial discussions and stuff for the first 10 years. If I asked you the hardest part.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. That oh, yeah. was that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. And that's kind of yeah. What brought us to our needs, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord has a way of doing that. <laughs> okay. What's the best thing
1: you? Lo- what's What's the best thing about your husband?
2: Best thing, I would say that we can just like laugh together. Like he's hilarious. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. And I love to laugh, and then and he, so does he. But like we can also take life really seriously. Yeah. So just having the ability to just like just think the other person is like hilarious, I think yeah. is great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you uh, got into this work that you're in now. Yeah. How?
2: Yeah, you know, because, um, I mean, I did want to do ministry. Like, obviously, yeah. I had, like, a Bible theology degree. And, like, at the time, I mean, it was 2011. It's what most financial
1: advisor people do. People checking financial advisors have theology degrees. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, found.
2: typically. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> that would be amazing, but, yeah.
1: yeah. World uh, would probably be a better place, but anyway.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. Um but yeah, I wanted to do ministry and it was 2011. So I kind of feel like we were still coming out of just like, you know, 2008, 2009, like the great financial crisis and everything. Um, And just, it was hard to get a job, I feel like. And you know, people want you to have experience, but you're like, I have no experience because I'm just coming out of college and they didn't require like internships and things like at the time. So I was just like, I had just like no experience. And I felt like it was so hard to get like a ministry job. Like, I mean, I applied like all sorts of different places just wasn't happening and then i'm just like okay i guess i just need experience (laughs) so Mm. so then i just did like um i went through like a recruiter and just did like a data analyst thing yeah and then i started working kind of in the corporate like finance area um and it turns out like i like numbers and i seem to be all right at it so (laughs) i kind of kept going in that direction and and then like i feel like thankfully and like in the lord's grace i feel like i've been able to use my degree, you know, just in volunteering and, uh, you know, through worship and through like teaching and like leading small groups or growth groups. Yeah. And
1: have you always okay. been able to sing? Like you sing, she, Jenny sings and in, in, uh, she, you'll have seen her around the church. Cause she sings in a lot of the worship, uh, bands and stuff. So like,
2: I've always enjoyed it. Like, um, I don't remember if I mentioned this earlier, but my parents, um, did like, uh, I don't say worship, but I say like church music mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Catholic church. Cause I, I didn't feel like it was like worship necessarily, but, um, but, uh, so my mom played piano, my dad like sang and played guitar and stuff. And so I feel like I always like enjoyed music. Always enjoyed Did singing. Did you grow up
1: playing an instrument?
2: No. So okay. I can't read music or anything like that. I just like, I, I learned by ear. So, so that's one thing I'm like, I'm always like, it would be nice to learn guitar, but you know, nails, so yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just
1: kidding. It's a choice between the nails and the guitar. The nails are It winning.
2: is, And also time, like it's just, it takes time to learn an instrument, you know, so yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, and then I did choir. Um, we had a gospel choir here years ago, oh, like, yeah. so I did that like years, years ago and.
1: So you and, even just enjoyed singing? Yeah, in yeah,
2: yeah. I, I love worship just in general. Like for me and in, in my life, I mean it should be for all of us, but in my life, like worship has been so important like such an important way that I connect with the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and so I think just to be able to serve the Lord in a way where you're like you're helping point people to Christ, like it's just such a like mm-hmm. sweet sweet. Do you ever get thing. nervous? You know what I used to, when I like first started like leading songs, um, I remember like, I'd be like holding the mic and my hand be like shaking, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but then I had to like get to the place where I'm like, all right, Lord, you've opened this door and I need to trust you that you have me, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And so you kind of like just get to that place with the Lord. Um, what's the worst
1: mistake you've made? Singing. Uh, have, you, have you sang the wrong song or the wrong. just started in the completely the wrong key? That'd like, be amazing.
2: I think I think there was one time where I just like missed like I just forgot half of a verse and just started singing the chorus, but it was like not at all time for that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and that was that was not fun. You're like, let's never let that happen again. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, it has to happen so that you realize that you right? should never happen, right? Right. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Another. But there is a. There is a. People who who don't. Uh, aren't, have never done a lot of things in front of other people, Yeah, there, there is a terror yeah. that strikes through your heart yes. that is hard to compare yeah. to other things. That when when you either forget what you're supposed to say mm. or sing mm-hmm. or something goes haywire and you can't pull anyway, it's yeah. hard.
2: <laughs> well, and I'm an introvert, so yeah. I like kind of doing the like extroverted things as an introvert can also be a challenge. Yeah. So like this, you know, like telling like opening my life up to everyone, that is difficult yeah. for me, but I am thankful to be able to speak about what the Lord has done. Though. I was going to so. say,
1: well, that's the that's really the the point in a lot of these conversations yeah, all yeah. of them is essentially that this the story's not yours. Absolutely. Right. I mean it yeah. is yours, but yeah. it's the Lord's story. But he's written ab- it about you. Yeah. And absolutely. um yeah. Um so you you've been singing for quite a while a while, but you were not actually leading worship. When yeah. did, did somebody come to you one day and say, you're really good at this. Cause you are Jenny, you're don't excellent at it. So like, do, do you, do somebody just come up, tap you on the shoulder and say, do this?
2: Um, I would say I sought out leading worship for a long time. Um, and I think the Lord really had a process in it because I think like, well, for one, like my voice was just, it needed growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did background vocals here for years, um, and at different campuses and things. Um, but I sought it out for a long time, but I do think like the Lord is the one who ultimately opened the door and continues to, I think, allow all of us to have a platform. You know, I, like, I was just thinking the other day, like, I'm like, this platform is on rent from you, Lord. Like it's, mm. it's yours really ultimately. And like, we have to be faithful with it. Right. right. Um, but yeah. So I feel like he also had the like, kind of like the process of, um, kind of stripping away the things it was like, I always wanted to give God glory, but I think it was God and also, Ooh, my creative expression and things like that, you know? So like, I think he had the process of kind of like stripping some of that stuff away until I really got to the point where I was just like, I will like lead worship to like a broom closet if you'll let me Lord. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> but like the desire was so strong. Like I feel like he's put that in yeah. there, but to your question, um, I feel like I sought it out um, typically, um, but I actually started leading worship at Ryan's home church in Indiana. Oh. So we were attending here, but I was doing like background vocals and stuff, but they gave me a chance there to yeah. like start leading worship. And they were very like just kind with me and they're, they're like, hey, work on this or work on that. And I was like, thank you, I will. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but they actually gave me something to work on. And so I was like, all right, great.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: so I think from that opportunity, I led worship there for like, a couple of years and I would just drive out there. Like they had Wednesday rehearsals. So I would drive out there after work and mm-hmm. then I'd uh, come back um, and then just lead worship on the weekends and stuff. And that was maybe like once or twice a month for like a couple of years. And then, um, and then I think here it was like one, one time I was sound checking with uh, Lauren and Kyle Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Lauren was like, okay, oh, hey, your voice has really grown. Um, and so from there we kind of just, that's great. Um, talked about getting more involved in and, yeah. and that kind of thing. But yeah. Well, yeah. that's
1: fantastic. I'm really happy that that's the case. Are you a planner? Are you like a... You know, I got a five-year plan. I got a three-year plan. I got a no.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think in general, I try to plan as much as I can. Do you storyboard? The... Do you
1: have a life board? You heard no, of not like that. <laughs> you, break down, you have to have a life board.
2: Yeah. yeah, I feel like I try to plan situations, but maybe not as much. Like I feel like my life plan was like out the door like a really long yeah. time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just like on the ride with the. i
1: basically every <laughs> time if I write it down on the, on the plan, it's not going to happen. So I tend to shy away yes, from the planning because nice. i, I I'm like like, yeah. so now I'm like, yeah, I plan all sorts of things that yeah. get fired because I know it won't happen yeah, then, right?
2: there we go <laughs>
1: um um no but I was like what is your when you look okay. at the next 10 years of your life yeah. what, what do you want to do when you grow up
2: you know, is it just is it, yeah.
1: keep doing this kind of work or is there something that in your family you would like or to yeah. do or is there something? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I guess like my whole reason for getting involved more on the investment side is like I, I really wanted to help people who want to give more to the Lord and somehow to do that through like investing. Mm. Um and so I've spent a considerable amount of time on like um, just certifications and things like that. Um, over the years, it's hard though because I feel like now my heart is like, and where my heart originally was was like ministry. And so like I'm really thankful that my job gives me the flexibility to like you know if I. Want to lead worship at a young adult thing, like I can leave a little bit early. Or yeah. and actually my boss's parents, I think, were like missionaries. So he just has like a very soft heart towards oh, like, great. oh, you gotta go to church, sure, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he's super flexible with me, which I appreciate. But yeah, probably eventually I'd like to do something either like ministry related or like if it's something with like a nonprofit where you're um yeah, helping people from a financial like mm-hmm. standpoint. Thing along those lines, That's so great. yeah, so we'll see where the Lord where the Lord leads. Yeah, um, but yeah. what does
1: Ryan do? What's his job?
2: So he works at Deloitte, um, and he does he's a business analyst. Um, so he works like somewhere between like technology and like helping people understand like how to build this piece of software. Okay, um, that sounds
1: like he's in the CIA. i just gonna tell yeah. you. Yeah. Right <laughs> okay. Great. That's a typical <laughs> CIA job. Okay. Great. He's I like, sold I it. Work well for this, I worked for this <laughs> big company. Yes. you don't that you've heard of but you yes. don't really know about and they know what they do but i'm a cons- yeah. i'm an analyst yes right? yes
2: i'm just an mm-hmm. analyst All yeah right. but he gets to work from home which he loves
1: cia so, dude he's totally cia this yeah, is yeah, yeah,
2: yeah 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 <laughs> yeah
1: um yeah so he works from home
2: yeah and he he loves it like he's total homebody like he could work from home okay, I think let's, actually- let's be
1: honest about this does he does he does he, does he get dressed
2: Hmm, should I tell everyone no? No, seriously,
1: Zlyma so came to your house in well, the middle actually, of the day. Are, am I walking in on Ryan in the in his jammy pants there?
2: I think you are, yes. Why, I
1: know. <laughs> Brian, get up. Put some clothes on.
2: We've started Does to, he shower? Yes. Yes he does do that. All
1: right, but then he puts on comfy jammy pants to Yes. And
2: right. and it's like he started to refer to his like PJs as like work clothes now. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, he's lucky he gets to be comfy. I'm like I have to dress up like every day when do I go you? to work Yes. Yeah, it's like business formal So I'm like, really? you know what? That's another reason for the nails because you can have creative expression with the nails But you can't really do things like crazy hair. What or is like
1: business formal?
2: you know, like I
1: Don't know dude. I'm a pastor yeah. you don't understand I, I
2: like you walk into a bank like picture like walking into a bank and everybody's yeah. kind of got like the blazer, you know, uh, and yes. the, like, you know slacks so do you Thighs have and ties yeah. and stuff, you know, like that kind of thing? Okay. Mhm. Which I I like like either dressing up or being super comfortable, but I have like no in between. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: So all I right. It, well, but. one of these days you're going to have to stop by the church here so all of us can get a look at what business formal Jenny Donahue yes, looks like. Yes. <laughs> because uh, I think I've only ever seen you in the in the relaxed version
2: yes well I have there's one person who I work with who also comes here who is like he's like just think it's hilarious like the absolute difference between the two
1: (laughs) so (laughs) what I'd like though is for Ryan Donahue to show up Dressed in something other than the jammy pants, like h- have him wear <laughs> something kind of business formal and you can wear the other stuff. So we can just the total opposite of what you do on the normal day.
2: Yes. Well, and the funny thing is, is like before he worked at Deloitte, like he would wear suits like to the office like oh, all the time. Nice. So he actually really enjoys dressing up. So now he kind of like dresses up on the weekend, like more so I would say. He does? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've okay. seen, have you seen him as much on the weekend, but um, like because no. he does like the Usher stuff. And no, everything, that's but great
1: though. Yeah, I, yeah. Seriously. I, yeah. I think Harvest had a, has a had a. Um, I'm looking over Sherry, had a dress code, right? I don't think. So. Yeah, we did. I, I got blown apart the moment I showed up. Uh. I'll tell you that right now. It was terrible. I, I always
2: dress super comfy. So I never last, noticed it. No one stopped me. My
1: last church, <laughs> I was there, and I got my first review. And one of the one of the things was um, I got like you know you get, it's it's one to five, five being you're killing it four being like you're pretty much killing it and three like yeah, you're okay. I got a lot of fours and fives okay. okay I was very yeah, happy about it pretty much I got it. one three
2: <laughs> okay what was which three? was
1: really their way of saying this is a two or a one and it was on uh, it was it was on the dress code, on dressing clothes what? and I was like so because I just come from New Zealand but who where that? New Zealand <laughs> when I did weddings I I, I would wear just a button-down shirt and some jeans yes nice. nobody does nobody <gasps> does formal stuff in New Zealand for almost anything
2: got it okay so when we
1: came to I mean people don't wear shoes half the time in New Zealand so when we came to Canada I found it like really we're really formal stuff so I tried I did. I tried to dress up to their thing. Standards. But <laughs> didn't, high, high standards. it didn't work because <laughs> they said, yeah, you dress like you're horrible. And I was like, well, this is either going to look either. Either this is a deal breaker for us or you're going to have to get used to that. And and the my boss laughed. So and that's he, why you left. But no, my boss laughed <laughs> and he said, yeah, we'll get used to it.
2: <laughs> there we go. And yeah.
1: then I was like the acid that ate through the entire staff of the church. Right, no more khaki pants around that place. It was just all comfy, comfiness. Nice. Yeah, and I've brought that yes. acid to harvest, <laughs> acid. and it is now like we're, I'm sitting maroon right now, and Wes Wesley is wearing a a hoodie. Right, yeah, he looks very comfortable. He's looking, Sherry's probably the best dressed person on our staff. She's stylish, right? And and well, it's not your husband, Sherry, is it? <laughs> T- John John's T-shirt every day is great. so yeah. Yeah, we're not. Uh,
2: I'm don't rocking show up flannel.
1: Yeah, don't rocking show up to the church during the week. It's not. It's not very impressive. It really isn't.
2: <laughs> See, but that's so nice. You can just like work and like, you can just be comfortable. It you was know?
1: terrible because I sometimes go to lunch with other pastors, not just here, but where I used to live, and they're always dressed really great. Really, <laughs> like to the nines. And I'm like, oh dear. You're like sorry. And they're kind of like, are you? Like, are you? How long have you been a pastor? They'll ask me. Oh, it's like 20 something years. Oh. <laughs> oh,
2: okay, yeah. that is awesome. I
1: make it look bad, Jenny. <laughs> that's that's my goal. It has been so nice talking to you. Yeah, this is. I've great. learned an awful lot, yeah. and I appreciate it very much. And Thanks you know, for the having pe- me. The fun. people will love hearing all this about you. When you see Jenny, seriously, she's very easy to spot. Okay, she's got the. Look for the nails. She, she's got <laughs> the, nails the nails going on. She's a lovely voice and she's really gifted, uh, both Thank singer you. and servant of the Lord. So I mean that it's been such a delight to see you serve Jesus here, and long may it continue. Yeah,
2: I'm thankful for the opportunity, and yeah. I love doing it. So. Yeah. yeah, awesome.
1: All right, so the rest of you, we'll talk to you next time. Ooh.